Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, beautiful sister, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I'm really excited to dive into another taboo and super fascinating subject today here on the podcast. I was just thinking that it's kind of a bummer I picked to release podcasts every Monday because Taboo Tuesdays could have been a really cool tagline. (laughs) And so, you know, just hindsight's 2020, right? So I'm really excited today to talk about, again, a subject that's somewhat taboo that maybe will be a bit uncomfortable at times to listen to, but it's going to be something that I think really gives you some practical tools and wisdom that likely you've never heard anywhere else. And as you all know that have been listening to this podcast for a while, what I'm passionate about is talking about these things that are seemingly not okay in most social constructs or environments. And so if this is the only place that you get real authentic wisdom, then so be it. But I'm really grateful to at least be putting this out there into the world so that all of us have the opportunity to learn from it. So this is going to be really, really exciting. I hope you're ready for it. Um, But before I dive into this, I want to share that On September 3rd at midnight, the cart closes for our Goddess Ceremony membership. And if you've listened to a few of our podcasts, then you've heard me talk about how powerful this container is for women. But we're closing that cart. So this is the last time to join. If you want to join in 2019, if you're ready to say yes to yourself, to understand yourself at a greater level. So do not put this off. Don't wait until the next year to do something for yourself. How many of us have done that and regretted it? I know I certainly have. In this powerful membership, you get a live online new moon and full moon gathering every month to learn how you cycle and ebb and flow with the moon phases. You get an exclusive podcast. So if you love what I talk about here, well, then you will love what I talk about in the exclusive podcast where we go even deeper into some of these subjects. There's a powerful sisterhood community there. So especially if you have been like, where are my people? Where are these amazing women that I hear about that Cassandra talks about? Well, they're here. And I just announced another huge component to this, and that is I've brought on nine leading experts in the realm of health, spirituality, and wellness to teach exclusive webinars only for women in the membership. So just that alone valued at over $1,000, and I'm giving that to you for free. So this is a big deal, and it closes September 3rd at 11.59 p.m. So if you are hearing that call, if everything in your being is saying, oh my God, that was meant for me, she is speaking to me, go to the show notes right now or go to goddessceremony.com slash memberships, grab your spot. Like I said, It's not going to reopen until 2020, so do not miss this opportunity to do something for yourself, and it is so dang affordable. I've already had multiple people email me and tell me to increase the pricing, so luckily I love and adore all of you, (laughs) and I really believe in making this content accessible. So 
Go and jump on that right now. Pause this episode. GoddessCeremony.com slash memberships. Okay. If you're back now, now that you've joined and you're ready for all this inspiration, what we're talking about today is the significance of menstrual blood. If you've come to a retreat with me, if you've listened to some other podcasts, then you know that I'm like the menstrual education woman, right? And I I actually love that title. I'm very honored (laughs) to have that title because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I could talk about it all day. And I love seeing women finally connect to the wisdom of their bodies and have that aha moment and reclaim something that has been so disempowering for most women. It does not have to be that way and you deserve to have a beautiful experience every month. Even if you don't menstruate anymore, whether you've had a surgery or you are post-menopause, this is still key because you get to influence and educate other women. How many of us wish that we had learned this kind of stuff from our mothers or aunts or friends? And so this is still vital. And if you are a man listening, thank you. I'm really grateful that you want to understand a woman's cycle so that you can be a better partner, a better father, a better human being. This information is vital for everyone to understand. But do know as I start to talk about this, there's likely going to be things that are a bit shocking or surprising to you. Know that not all of this is going to be like, oh yeah, that that's that makes a lot of sense. This is such a, a deep-rooted subject and most people have a lot of shame and a lot of old beliefs that are attached to it. So do consider this. Anytime I say something that is triggering to you, that is shocking to you, that maybe even seems totally off the wall, please come back to it with an open heart and an open mind, okay? Likely, you were conditioned at a very young age to believe the reality of things. And, you know, we all learned a name for certain things, right? You learned that a cat is a cat, and you learned that a rose is a rose, and we never questioned that. And so I want you to just remember that perception is everything. And if as a young kid, you learned that menstruation was gross, dirty, something you don't talk about, something your mom hides or something that she's just so, she's in bed in pain every single month when she experiences this. If you learned that menstruation is something that is shameful, something you don't talk about, just know that all of that is buried in your subconscious. And so when I start talking about why it's actually really sacred and why you need to accept it and embody it and celebrate it, those beliefs are going to be challenged, okay? So I'm going to ask you to please keep an open heart and an open mind and do the work so that you can see this wisdom for what it is, and it's just that, wisdom, and implement it with a lot of integrity and care and intention, okay? So I say all of that just because there's a lot to this and I'm just going to go all in. (laughs) So, you know, I don't hold anything back. Um, But like I said, a lot of us are coming into this subject with a lot of old garbage beliefs, things that don't serve us. And I want all of us to have the space here to override that and create a new story for ourselves. So... Let's just go ahead and start and talk about why menstrual blood specifically is sacred and why we need to start treating it that way. Why we need to see this as a sacred time and then make our actions line up with that belief. 
All right, so from the science side or more of the logical side, we need to remember that most women have cycles and that's their general cycle, not just their menstrual cycle, that are between 26 and say 35 days. There's a lot of variability in that. We could say the, the goal would be 28, 29 days, but every woman's body is different. And so as long as you are healthy, you can have varying different uh, lengths of cycles. That doesn't necessarily mean something is out of balance. And every month we say day one is the day you get your menstrual cycle. And so if you're tracking your cycle, especially if you're learning how to do that for a fertility awareness program or learning how to be more intentional in not getting pregnant, if you're using it as a form of birth control or having more ease in getting pregnant, significant things to know. But we'll say from day one to say day five, most women will be experiencing their menstrual cycle. And again, there can be shifts in that as well. Most women, when they switch to a more of a free bleeding option, like a menstrual cup or period panties, that might shorten down to three days. That's what my experience is like right now. Generally three days, that's it. And some women will experience up to seven days and that's not necessarily normal. While we think of that as normal because that's what most women experience, that is not how it's supposed to be. So three to five days is really the window we wanna think of with menstruation, okay? So on average, the average woman is going to spend 3,500 days of her life menstruating. And that's it's kind of a lot. <laughs> and we have to ask ourselves, do we want to spend 3,500 days of our lives feeling disempowered, in pain, critical, angry, resentful, shamed? Or do we want 3,500 days of bliss, connection, and empowerment? Just a little food for thought. The thing here is that periods, menstrual cycles, moon cycles, whatever you want to call them, have long been portrayed as dirty and the origin of sin. And so believe me, I have heard it all at these retreats. Sometimes women will be courageous enough to share what their experience was like with their first menstrual cycle or their menarche. And it is absolutely heartbreaking to hear just how common it is for women to be told that they now have the curse, that they are dirty, to see their fathers resent them or look at them differently. It is horrifying to me to know that something that was once revered and was so sacred, we'll talk about that in a moment, has turned into this, an experience that most young women do not look forward to and in fact have very shameful experiences surrounding. And truly, there's such a lack of, of discussion around menstruation. Maybe we got a little bit of it in like seventh grade health class. And was that empowering? Hell no. <laughs> no, it wasn't empowering. It was very, very abstract and it was very linear and it was so, so science or logic based that it was almost difficult to comprehend. And I'm sure that none of us heard hey, this is a really powerful, connected time and you're going to love it and it's going to connect you to your divine femininity and here's some really empowering products to use and have a great time. I certainly wish that was the norm for all of us, but that will be the norm soon. Another weird thing about it is we tend to fear admitting that it even exists. And I've talked about this before. How many of us have slid a tampon up our sleeve to go to the bathroom at work because God forbid someone knows that we are menstruating like almost half of the population. Wow. 
Isn't that wild? We hide these pads and tampons in the bottoms of the garbage cans because we, again, don't want anyone to know. Even if you're watching TV and you watch a period uh, product commercial, you know, for a pad or a tampon, it's not actually really talking about menstruation. At no point are we seeing anything about menstruation. It's all very fluffy. It's all alluding to the act of menstruation. It is not speaking directly to it because, again, we don't talk about that, right? How wild is that? I truly believe that a woman's menstrual time is the most powerful time of the month, and it is a time that is worth reclaiming. So while a lot of us didn't get the education we deserved or needed, and while a lot of us are coming into this with our own stories, our own experiences, and those are 100% valid, but I'm going to ask you if you want these experiences to shape how you spend the rest of your life and your relationship with your menstrual cycle. If the answer is no, if you're ready to reclaim it and see it as a more empowering, sacred time the way cultures have for thousands of years, then keep on listening. So when you think of your menstrual cycle, you need to think of it as a season. So we think of the four seasons, obviously summer, fall, winter, and spring. And every month a woman's body goes through similar seasons. And so the menstrual time or the moon time, and if you're wondering why it's called a moon time, it's because women sync with the moon phases. There's a whole podcast on that. I personally think that's a really beautiful, empowering way to say it. I, I don't love the word period. I love saying moon cycle or moon time. Menstrual cycle is fine too. But when we think of this as the season of winter, I think that makes it really easy to understand the experience a woman is going through when she's on her menstrual cycle. She feels like she is pulled inward. During the winter months, what do you want to do? You want to snuggle on the couch with a big fire and a big cup of hot chocolate, and you just want to hang out and read a really good book, right? That's exactly the natural feeling we get when we menstruate. We don't feel like we want to go run a marathon. We don't necessarily feel like we want to be super social. And by understanding how these seasons connect, it's easier for us to have more awareness and therefore notice how we feel during our menstrual cycle. So perhaps the next time you menstruate, notice where your energy levels are at. Notice what you naturally feel drawn to do or not do. And what would that look like to make space to actually celebrate that and honor that? When we live against our cycle, and especially our menstrual cycle, we suppress our most innate monthly rhythm. Most of us have been taught to live in a very masculine way, and that is to be constant, to be the same day to day, and that is not how we are meant to be, my friends. The feminine flows, shifts, changes moment to moment. This is why women burn out, because it is not sustainable for the feminine to be trapped into an extremely linear way of living where there are exact times and places you have to be. There are exact rules and exact things and that's not necessarily healthy for most people. Especially if we are intentionally using birth control methods that stop menstruation, we are really, really suppressing our most sacred time. And when we suppress it, it manifests into problems. So if you have debilitating cycles, if you have PMS, it may be worthwhile just tracing back when all of that started for you and what your experience was like at that time. It may be interesting to find some correlations as to why your body is screaming at you and yelling at you 
and what was going on when this all started. I want to talk a little bit about how ancient cultures celebrated menstruation and menstrual blood specifically because this is key. This is intrinsic. It is just in our modern world that we think of it as gross and dirty, unholy, sinful. That is a new thing, my friends. So these beliefs that we're all embodying, that we're all carrying around with us, really don't serve us. They're really not pertinent. So it's been long been said that to disconnect a society... You must disconnect people from themselves. And ancient folklore said that the quickest way to disturb a village is to remove the moon lodge. If you're unfamiliar with a moon lodge or a red tent, that was a sacred space where women would retreat for three to five days a month and bleed directly onto the earth. It was a sacred rite of passage. It was an initiation. It was not because they were dirty or unclean. It was because they needed that space to go within to connect to their intuition, to be in that state of sisterhood, and then emerge an even more powerful connected woman. So let me just read that again. The quickest way to disturb a village is to remove the moon lodge. And what do we see now in our modern worlds? We see such a disconnect. We see a disconnect. Jeez, I don't even need to go through the, the ways we see that, right? We are all aware of it. But even when we look at how women connect with other women, what do we see? What is the stereotype that women don't get along, they compete, they're jealous, they're mean, they're catty? We've disconnected women from themselves and from each other. And now we see this world in so much pain. Okay, so that's long been known. The Cherokees said that menstrual blood was a power strong enough to destroy enemies. And so, especially in many of these native cultures, the Moon Lodge was key. This was how they celebrated a woman each month. I truly believe that when we understand the wisdom of menstruation, we come into totality with ourselves. And so, until we choose to reclaim that piece of the puzzle, It's likely going to feel like something's missing. We're going to feel like we're yearning for something that we don't even have words for. And I also think that when we have a partner or a relationship who's super squeamish or resistant to menstruation, I really, really don't think it's possible for them to come into totality with us if that's the belief that they're embodying or to fully witness our magic and our power. This is a tangent and... I've had requests to do a whole podcast for the masculine and and what I would say to them to help support their partners or the women, people they love in their lives. But just know that we can't expect our partners to celebrate our menstrual time if we don't. Okay, so you can't be mad at your partner for not really embracing it or seeing it as a great thing if every month you go into it thinking this sucks, it's the worst, I wish I didn't have to deal with this. They learn from us. And so just know that if your partner's not necessarily on board or is a little squeamish, that's okay. It's because they've never been educated about it. It's because they have been shamed in this experience as well. So by changing how you show up with your menstrual cycle, you're going to change their perception. And then you can come into that totality. In the Mayan, Apache, and Dogon tribe in Africa, they all advocated and shared that there was no greater time than a woman's moon cycle for her to honor her divine femininity. And in these cultures, they often had special cares and preparations and things that were done to really support a woman 
in honoring this sacred time. So a way for her to prepare her body so that she could menstruate with power and intention. And even in cultures like Hinduism, this was very prevalent. And this is a question I get a lot is, well, why is it that now in this modern day culture with like Hinduism, we're told that if a woman is menstruating, she's not allowed to go into the temples. And that was not always the case. So now we tend to think that a woman can't go into the temple because she's dirty or unclean or impure. But that's not why women historically were not allowed into these temples. The reason was because when a woman is menstruating, her energy is directed downward. It is as though everything is pulling down out of her, releasing, shedding, letting go. And when you go into a temple, everything in that space from the architecture to the the art to the setup is directing energy up towards source or God or universe. And so this, you can see, just doesn't balance out. And so that was why, because a woman is in the depths of her releasing this very powerful Kali-like energy. And when she goes into the temple, we want to pull that energy up. And so it's just simply a, uh, an imbalance between the energies. So again, when we look at it that way, we see, ah, that makes a lot of sense why it doesn't necessarily make sense for a bleeding woman to be in that space. So let's talk a little bit more about menstrual blood itself, especially if you use regular pads and tampons, you've probably never really thought a lot about your menstrual blood other than maybe that it's gross. (laughs) And that's okay. That's where most of us start out in this journey. That was my journey for a long time too, feeling like it was disgusting and I didn't want to deal with it and I just chuck it in the garbage can and be done with it. But a big misconception here is that menstrual blood is dirty or that it's a byproduct or that you're going to get sick if you touch it or something and that is simply not true. Menstrual blood is life blood. And so your menstrual blood is full of stem cells and life creating nutrients. And so while a lot of us are throwing this stuff away while we're disgusted by it, isn't it cool to know that right now in our modern day, there are scientists working with menstrual blood to see if they can extract those stem cells so that they can be part of treatment plans for patients, for women, and maybe even their immediate family. And so this is another place where we see that spirituality and science merge, okay? So it's not far out for me to say menstrual blood is powerful. It is full of stem cells. That could have built another little human being. And so it's, it's so fascinating. In the show notes, I'll link the studies that they're doing with menstrual blood right now. And it's just incredible to see what menstrual blood is capable of, healing DNA and reversing some health conditions Uh, healing some skin conditions. There's a lot going on with it in the realm of science. So again, if you are a linear person, I got you. (laughs) I'm all about it. Um, And I love when these two worlds merge. Spiritually, though, menstrual blood was said to be uh, imprinted with your lineage, with your genetics, and even ancestral wisdom. And so this was your direct tie to every woman that has ever walked before you, to every life experience that the women before you had lived. This truly was the elixir of life. And I think when we look at it this way, it suddenly seems a little less sustainable 
to be bleeding into pads and tampons, to be throwing this away, to be disregarding it, and in my opinion, disrespecting it. So if you haven't listened to my other podcast episode about menstrual cups or reclaiming menstruation, or geez, I've got like four or five just on menstruation at this point. So there is no lack of information about menstruation on this podcast. I would really encourage you at the very least, stop using pads and tampons. That right there disconnects most women. I think it's very, very challenging to have an empowering experience with your menstrual cycle if you are bleeding into chemically treated products that are causing you to have more cramps, that are making you bleed longer, that I believe are causing many, many issues for women today. So personally, I recommend a menstrual cup because it allows you to see your blood in an intimate way. But at the very least, switch to an organic option, get some period panties like Thinks. Those are really great options. And you're going to notice your cycle change overnight just by getting rid of the chemicals and bleeding in a more empowering way. Okay. What you experience with your cycle every month is a reflection of your general life. That's really important to know. So the food you eat, your EMF exposure, your deficiencies, your belief systems, your uh, perhaps underlying health conditions, all of that creates the reality with your menstrual cycle. So if you're unhappy with the experience you have every month, then you need to look at the full picture and what could you shift or change or support differently so that you have a more empowering relationship. So I think this starts to shed a light onto the fact that menstrual blood is powerful. And this is why cultures all over the world, like we've talked about in Africa, in modern day North America, all of these cultures were celebrating this powerful substance and honoring it in ceremony. There is so much folklore in Taoist tradition, in Chinese medicine, again, all over the world where blood was used in rites of passage, in initiations, in ceremony. And I'm not necessarily going to go into all that today, something you can research or really tune into it yourself and find your own way to celebrate it. But I say all of that simply to shed that light on the fact that this is life force energy. So if you revere it as life force energy, does it make any sense to bleed into these products to throw it away? No. Okay, so what I'm going to give you here is a sacred practice that you can do with your menstrual blood to feel more connected, to feel the power of this sacred time. And again, if this is uncomfortable for you, just breathe through it and ask yourself why. What beliefs are holding you back from seeing this as a sacred time? And do they serve you? Do you want to continue living that as your reality? So this is my favorite way to celebrate my sacred blood, okay? The first thing you need to do, though, is to bleed empowered. So make sure you're using a product that empowers you, that allows you to see your blood. I love my menstrual cup for that reason. So then step two is to witness your blood. Observe it. Find reverence for it. Especially with something like a menstrual cup, you're able to see your blood. And you can tell so much about your overall health by your blood. And so if it's very dark, if there's any mucus, if there's a lot of clots, all of that is your body saying, hey, we just need a little more support. We want it to be bright red like cranberry juice. We want it to be beautiful and magnetic. You'll know when you see your menstrual blood if it looks healthy or a bit stagnant. And as you look at it, see that as that life force energy, as that powerful 
thing that could have created another life. As your beautiful body's shedding and letting go, your physical manifestation of letting go every single month. See it, honor it, and then the third step is to offer your blood to the earth. Traditionally, this was part of the relationship between woman and mother earth. So we go out as women, you know, we gather the food, we pick the berries, we garden, we're, you know, taking. And so the way we offer back to Mother Earth is by bleeding directly onto the earth. A few years ago, I was at a festival in Guatemala and there was this beautiful space at the festival where they had intentionally set up an altar and a beautiful area in the woods where women could offer their blood to the earth. So that was actually the intention behind it. And there was a beautiful sign next to it that said, the world will be healed when women offer their blood to the earth. Meaning if all women understood how powerful this time of the month was, if all women chose to offer their blood to the earth because that's how much awareness and respect they had, you better believe this would be a different world. The feminine would be empowered. And I loved that. That really, really stuck with me. And I just, I was in awe that that was such an intentional space and offering. Offering your blood to the earth connects that that ever-flowing mutual relationship between woman and earth. So again, if you have a cup, it makes it really easy because you can just walk outside and pour it on a tree, your rose bushes, on the grass, wherever you want to. You might find that you have one place you always offer it. You might find that you like to switch it up. It's really, really powerful. And again, because it's so nutrient-filled, it's going to support whatever plant you pour it on. So some women will go out and do this every time they pull out their cup. Other women will keep a little jar in their bathroom and just add to it over those couple days and then go and offer all of it at the same time. Don't overthink it. Just ask yourself what feels sustainable and empowering to you. You may find that this becomes one of your favorite rituals that you do every single month, especially at a time when the earth does need our support and our love, where now more than ever, she needs the feminine to stand up for her, to connect with her, to support her. This is a beautiful way that we can do that. Offer your sacred blood to the earth. And don't worry about your neighbors. Don't worry about your partner. I've had so many women come to retreats and say like, Cassandra, what am I going to do? I'm going to like hide this jar of blood in my bathroom from my partner. And, and you know, it's funny, but The more connected you are, the more likely they are going to warm up to the idea. Um, And if you live somewhere where that's not possible to offer it to the earth, you can offer it to houseplants. You can do different things like that. But again, I think when we make something a priority, we find a way to do it. And so I've had, I've literally had women who live in Manhattan or very, very populated cities who have chosen to find a way to offer their blood to the earth and I love that that inspires me so much so especially if you've got a big yard no excuses right that's the most powerful way you can connect to your blood and I truly cannot speak upon the importance of it the power of it just how significant it is By honoring your menstrual blood, you honor the deepest, most powerful, potent parts of your being. You deserve to know what this feels like. 
This is as innate as eating or breathing. So challenge these beliefs that tell you that this is strange. Challenge those beliefs that tell you that this isn't a good idea or that it's not possible or sustainable for you. Ask yourself if those beliefs truly serve you. And if you are committed to honoring your blood, to honoring your cycle in this powerful, intimate way, then you need to send me a message on Instagram because I want to celebrate with you. So go find me at Wild Goddess. Send me a message and tell me how it goes for you. I really love hearing from all of you. It means so much to be part of your journeys. And truly, I, I low-key almost cry every time I get an iTunes review or a, a message or an email. I really appreciate all of you and I'm so grateful for a community like this where you are all so open-minded and hungry for this wisdom and connection and I'm so incredibly honored to be part of your journey and to get to share what I've what I've learned and what's changed my life along the way so truly from the deepest part of my heart thank you Let me know how this practice goes for you over on Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. That helps us so incredibly much. And do not wait to get on the Goddess Ceremony membership. If you haven't yet, pause this episode. Get on over there. Join us. Again, the cart closes September 3rd at 11.59 p.m. And it will not reopen for the rest of 2019. So if you are ready to embody the powerful woman that you were born to be, join us. So much love to you, sister. I bow to you. I appreciate you. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.